Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Crossroads Has a Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Maybe This is a place where we can go a little deeper and just stay connected during the week. Uh, we're going to take some topics from Sunday and go a little further. If you missed Sunday, that's totally cool. It does not matter. Come hang out with us. If you want to catch up, you can catch it on YouTube or you can catch it on this same podcast feed. So today we have a guest that a lot of people know from being on stage. One of our awesome, is it a host? What do you, what do you call that role? The person that does the welcome and announcements and... The person that does the welcome and the announcements. <laughs> I don't know. I think I need a title though. We should you work just, on that. You need mm-hmm. a title now. The queen. There you I go. I like that. The stage queen. Stage queen. Ooh, that's good. Stacey yeah. Mitchell. Stage queen. Yes. Yes. Well, our guest is Stacey Mitchell. Stacey, thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we are inching closer and closer to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So tell us, what what is your relationship with Christmas like? You know, I have a love-hate relationship with Christmas. Okay. I do love Christmas. It's a it's it's wonderful, but the stress <laughs> that I allow in my life from it. There you go. It's my fault. I'll own it. That you allow. Oh. I like the way you put that. Yes. I'm owning my failures here. <laughs> no, this, yeah. It's I, just a public forum. Oh, you know, it's all good. It's, well, you know, I was just, I just came from a meeting where they asked what's one thing that people don't know about you. And my answer was nothing because I pretty much, it's out there, dude. If That's you want right. to know it, I'll just tell you, I don't care. Um, I but it. yeah, no, I, I just put too much stress on myself to find the perfect gift. And I'm not a gift giver. That is not my love language. So why do I try so hard? You know, and then. I think that's, I'm the same way. It, whenever <sighs> I do those love language quizzes, it's like. I don't even know it's possible like a negative two is one of those, but like I got a negative. I was like, how yes. is that possible? Yes. But no. I think that's why I feel that pressure to give like the perfect gift because I know I'm bad at it. Yeah, right. Like I'm not, this is not natural. Like I have to try really yes. hard just to be adequate. Well, and I'll, I'll get something and I'll think, oh, they're going to love this when I get it. And then I go to wrap it and I'm like, they're going to think this is stupid. Like I totally <laughs> yeah. changed my mind. I know it's too much pressure. I Can't we just all just... Get together and eat. That makes me happy. There you go. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially if it's. I think you said on Sunday, like as long as we go out, so nobody has to cook it. <laughs> yes. Right? Nobody's yes. got to cook and clean. Let's I don't want that eat. pressure either. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So love hate relationship with Christmas. What are yes. some of the things you love about it? Let's let's start with the happy. Okay. Side. I love tradition. I am okay. a family tradition kind of girl. I love that stuff. So the tradition of the holidays, we always put the Christmas tree up. Um, well, I say the day after Thanksgiving, typically it goes up Thanksgiving night because we get a little <laughs> excited. So that's always that's fun. Yeah. I love driving around and seeing the lights. We always go to the manor house at uh, Stranahan Manor House in Toledo every oh. year as a family and walk through that. So I love all the tradition of Christmas. Yeah. I love being together with family. Um, I actually like my family, so that helps. That's I know good. I, that's a, a lot of families yeah. it's not the case um so we're very lucky there <laughs> i think a lot of christmas hinges on that it does it's really stressful for people that kind of dread getting together with their family right. or there's like drama or there's some issues some hurt mm-hmm. and they're like i have to go be around these people for a whole mm-hmm. day and you're like, yeah it's hard suck and, it up it's christmas yeah and we've just kind of cut my son's dad's family they just don't you know, I don't need that kind of stress in my there life, so I don't deal with it. So I get with healthy the fam- boundaries, healthy boundaries, healthy boundaries. exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I love the family part. I love the traditions and yeah, yeah all that. I love, I love, I love traditions. Like that's maybe it's just the college football fan in me, but I love the traditions. And nope, we do this, and then we do this, and yes. 
which is kind of strange for me because I'm not like a super routine kind of person. I like I like change. Right. I like uh, yeah. adapting to do different things all the time. Spontaneity. Yes. But there's just a part of Christmas where it's like, mm. no, we got to do the things. Yeah. You got to you do the, some of the things. Do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We had this when I was a kid, this uh, advent calendar thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it hang up on the wall and it was super kind of old and, you know, just, just old. And you could just look at it mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's kind of old. But it was this Christmas tree. And so we would take pins and you take an ornament every day and you put a little. And so as Christmas goes, you you build out this Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And like my mom, like, oh, are we getting this out again? And we're like, yes. <laughs> what do you mean? And now I don't know where it is. Like every Christmas, I'm like, mom, where's there? You know, it's been like you know 15 mm-hmm. years now, so I'm kind of over it, Mom. If you're listening to this, I've, I've I've moved on with my life, but there was a few years when I was kind of upset that we didn't have our Advent <laughs> whatever thing on the wall. But we had a tradition when I was younger that I I think I need to bring it back, um, and it's a little different since it's just me and Vance. But um, when I was younger, uh, the day after Thanksgiving was Family Day. Okay. So we did not, we stayed together as a family. It was me, my brother, my mom, and dad. Um, And my mom and dad weren't, you know, wealthy by any means. So we each chose something that to do as a family that day. And if that thing that we chose cost money, that person paid for everybody to do it. So if you wanted to go to the movies, that's fine, but you're paying for the family to go. So so that reined in the teenagers (laughs) a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's go to Disney. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how are you going to fund this? Um, But everybody got to pick something and we all had to do it without complaining. Like you you went and you had fun with the family. I love that part. It was really cool. So we did all sorts of things. We would decorate Christmas cookies. Somebody would pick that. Somebody would pick... um, you know, playing a game or something. Yeah. My brother was an athlete. None of the rest of the family was. So that was always fun. So in the snow, we're out playing baseball or football. Yeah, remember Even, when we had snow the day after Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's current. Yeah. <laughs> global warming anyway they yeah so we would and we would go out even my mom and this is not her thing you know, none you, of us but you do it but you did it and you fought through and you had a good time and it was it created such amazing memories and it was it was just fun i really and I, like that yeah it's really cool if i can remember that we're gonna do that next year yeah d- do it i'll remind you and we'll I, both do it because pre- i'm on it i appreciate that because my mm-hmm. add i won't remember <laughs> if i don't put it on my calendar it doesn't happen. <laughs> this is true put it in the calendar now mm-hmm so we had this uh, Black Friday day after Thanksgiving tradition where we would go to the mall in mm. the afternoon and my Great. dad and I would just go, we would go to a store and my dad and I would just go stand in line because that was back when like, you know, <laughs> yeah. online shopping wasn't huge yet. And so you'd go to these stores. And it's like, it's an hour wait just to, so we would go get in line. My mom, my two sisters would go shop in that store. <laughs> Tag team. And then if they wanted something, they would just join us in line or if they're going <laughs> out, nothing. Well, okay. Get out of line. Go to the next door. <laughs> That's so awesome. We, so we just spent the whole afternoon, my dad and I, just standing in line. <laughs> but I meant we could watch football all day on Thursday on Thanksgiving. And then yeah. Saturday afterwards, we're like, oh, this is, this is an even, is an unsaid trade here. Mm-hmm. Will you guys let us watch our football? We'll stand in line for you. <laughs> That's that the was, way to do that it. That was our tradition. Anyway, I like it. Yeah, I like uh, it. yours is probably better. <laughs> yours is probably, yours yeah. is probably more meaningful. Yeah, because um, I stay away from the stores on Black Friday. Just don't even know. Yeah, mm, it's not no. like it used to be. It's, it's not. It's not that. Keisha and I go every year now. One of our th- our traditions is on the Friday. We go out because mm-hmm. one of our parents will watch the kids that day. 
So we go out and do the Christmas shopping, but there's really not a whole lot of shopping left to do. We just do it all online now. Yeah. Well, the sales but aren't as good in person. The sales aren't as great. Mm-mm. And you can get, it's like, I was just at Walmart yesterday and I was like, wait, it's on sale more now because you didn't sell enough of it on Friday. You right. got to get it out of the aisleway. Yeah. Well, plus they start the Black Friday specials like three weeks before Black Friday. Right. Please. Right. No. It's part Marketing. Of, it's part of taking over. I want my Thanksgiving back. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Stacey, you have a middle school son. I do. Shout out Vance. I'm sure he's you're not kinda, listening to this, but shout out Vance. <laughs> he's kind of awesome, though. He's awesome. I love Vance. Yeah, I, I do, too. <laughs> so so what's... Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, what, because sometimes with middle schoolers... Yeah. Well, yeah, there are know, days. I love them. I might not like you right now. Good. Yes. And I've had that conversation with him, actually. <laughs> that's good. So what's it like having a middle school son? Because I'm going to have one in like two years. and Exhausting. Exhausting. You're supposed to say it's wonderful it's and roses and nothing yeah, ever no, smells bad. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> no, I have a great kid. And sometimes I have to repeat that out loud so that I remember he is a really good kid. I am yeah. very, very blessed. Um, but he is still 13. <laughs> He's still, yeah. And bless his heart. Sometimes. Some days are... Some days are are difficult he and he's his mother's son so he's like i okay i thought i skated because i had a boy instead of a girl yeah no he is super emotional yeah and um which which is good right we don't want to raise another generation of men that thinks emotions are bad and we just block them out and like no we want to raise our boys to embrace their emotions learn what they're telling them and then Healthy emotions. Healthy, yes, in a and, healthy way. Yeah, and so that's the that's the um, goal, I guess, right yeah. now as a parent is expressing healthy emotions yeah. and not just vomiting your emotions all over everyone because <laughs> you have feelings right. sometimes, you know. And don't I stuff- don't know what they are because yeah. <laughs> I'm 13. I just feel right. these things. <laughs> don't stuff it down. That's not healthy, but you don't have yeah. to express Every emotion that comes through your body, either. Let's right. find a balance here. Right, right, and that's hard mm-hmm. to learn. I mean, as adults, and we're I still, still trying to figure it. that out, right? Like it's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a process, and as a it's a middle schooler, mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons I love middle schoolers. That's my favorite age group, just because of all of those things. Yes, and all of those. Things. You know, I used to work you in a know middle exactly school. What's I love going it. On. I love. Um, it's a little different having one in the house. Then yes. when I worked in the schools. Yeah, ask um, me in three years when I have three middle schoolers how much. <laughs> Ooh, bless your heart. I'll pray a lot for you then. We're going to um, need it. Like even more. Um, but there is something about that middle school age where they are still moldable. Oh, yeah. They're still like you can still teach them. They don't – well, they're starting to know everything, but they're not quite there yet. And yeah. yet you can have an adult conversation with them. Yes. I love it. Their brains are starting to understand those abstract concepts. And mm-hmm. so, like, they're figuring out that, oh, I don't have everything figured out. Yeah. Like, fourth and fifth grade is, like, oh. that's my least favorite grade. They, they drive me nuts because oh. they know everything. Yes. They know everything. And they're so And they annoying. get to middle school and they go, oh, mm-hmm. these are older kids now. I'm not at the top of the food chain mm-hmm. and I'm changing and my brain's changing and I don't know anything. And moldable. Like, yes. that's, that's exactly the way. That's, that's it. Yeah, they'll listen to you. Love it. And, well, they won't listen to you, but they listen to you, but they don't. Well, they don't let you know that they're listening to you, but they're listening to you. Well, and here's the thing that I've had to learn as a parent, and I can reflect back to my years of coaching as well. Um, my son does not listen to me, but he will listen to you. So, Oh, oh he does, though. 
Because when you have a conversation with him, he'll say though like, you you can you can't admit it. You okay, can't be a thirteen enough. year old and admit that oh, my mom said that and that was really smart. No, you can't. That's that's goes against everything in the middle school code of true, ethics. True, true. But but wh- it's there. But like I can tell him something a bazillion times, and I'm not exaggerating at all. There, yep. um, I can <laughs> yeah. say it over and over and over, and it's like I'm talking to a brick wall. And then if you walked in the door and said verbatim what I've been telling him over and over and over, he'd go, oh, oh. that's a good idea. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And I remember that with coaching, parents would come to me and go, yep. how come I've been telling them that this yep. whole time and they don't listen to me. Sure it's another yep. voice. Yep. It happens. It it's, just, it's just what happens with, with, with especially teenagers. Mm-hmm. Is you they you need and this is the reason why you need lots and lots of you know we we'll call it widening your circle. You need lots of positive influences in your kid. Like one of the stats that mm-hmm. uh, that I I love, but also makes it challenging is for a kid that's going to stick in church, or we mm-hmm. think that's a marker of if they're still sticking with their faith. If they stick with church after high school, it's because they had four or five positive adults in their life. And it's like, how do we as a church make that happen? Because as the parent, you are the primary disciple maker. You're going to be the by far the biggest influence. So how do we come alongside and just like reiterate those things that you're saying at mm-hmm. home? And then because they need just, even well, as adults, we need to hear something four or five times before we're like, sure. Oh, yeah. So of course, a 13, 14, 15 year old is going to go. Oh, yeah, like the 17th time they hear it from the fourth voice. Right. You know, well, mom said it, teacher said it, coach said it, pastor said it, like small yeah. group leader. Maybe oh, that's right. man, maybe. Maybe that yeah. is right. Huh? Well, and I think as a parent, that's where you have to be intentional. In fact, we had a conversation, yeah. I don't know, it's been about a year, almost a year ago, I'd say now. Yeah. yeah. Um, about that, where I, I was working with a coach and one of the things, because I am a single mom and Vance's dad is not in his life at all. And, yeah. and that's a good thing. I'll we're, just, we're you know, okay, we're, okay, we're with okay with that. It's not a, a complaint or a, anything like that. That's, it's a good thing. Um, but he, and he has grandpa and he has uncle and in his life. So he does have some men in his life. But um, my coach mentioned the fact that, you know, as you get into the middle school years, it might be really good for him to have someone who he can, who he's comfortable going to that's not family. Because there might be family issues that right. he needs to feel open enough to discuss. Right. So right. the whole discussion came up of that has got to be intentional. So as a parent, yeah. whether you're a single parent or you're married, either way, I think you have to be intentional about placing people in your kids' lives who share your values and your morals. Because the last thing you want is them getting... It, they already have tons of influence from people who probably don't agree with how right, uh, right. how you believe um, because it's everywhere. Right. And especially as Christians, I think you have to have people who have that faith foundation. Oh, that's preach it, Stacey. Come okay. on, come on. You know, Stacey, let's go. Uh, I just, yeah, get me all riled up. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that is huge mm-hmm. in the life of a kid. Yeah. And you've got it. And, and you're right. It doesn't happen by accident. No, no. You don't get other positive influences in your life by accident. No. So I came directly. Yeah. So I came directly to you and said, who, you know. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I I need this. He needs this. This is important to me. Yep. So, yeah. 
as a parent, you you do those things intentionally. See, Vance, we're trying to be intentional. <laughs> and that's because why we he's love a good you. kid, though. I really believe that. No, I'm with you. I'm with so, you. Mm-hmm. All right. One more question about Christmas. Okay. Have you done the Christmas travel thing? The where Christmas like, travel Where thing. it's like Christmas, you got to go travel to see family, or you take it like a trip for Christmas? So, you know, in my younger years, yes, my dad's family is... Um, a lot of them are in Alabama. Okay. So we Alabama. Would, yeehaw. <laughs> so we would uh, hop in the van and drive to Alabama. Mm-hmm. And that was our family vacation because, you know, life yep. is different now. We didn't yep. just, oh, let's go fly on a plane for spring break and go somewhere with palm trees. You didn't do that. You know what no. I mean? So it was uh-huh. get in the van and drive to Alabama and spend Christmas with family and drive and back. And drive back. But again, some of the best memories. Yeah. Loved it. I love Loved it. it. I love road trips. I do too. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the road trips. Gas station food. Psh, come all, on now. All in. All, do you have totally. a do you have a favorite? F- road, a favorite? road trip snack? Oh I well, have to have combos. Oh really? It's like, like it's like the only time I eat combos and gardettos. It's like if we're on a long road <laughs> trip, my God, Keisha, we gotta stop at a gas station because I can't buy them beforehand. Yeah. They have to, it be has to be from the gas the station. The first mm-hmm. gas station you stop at, I have to get one <laughs> of those two things. So I really don't, I don't do a lot of carbs. So it's really hard now. It's, it's hard at the gas station. <laughs> yeah. To Slim Jims. I'm on the Slim Jims. Uh, Meat like, and cheese. Yeah. Bring on, but you know, I'm also cheap. So as much as I like the gas station food, I tend to pack it. Yeah. Like, here's the cooler. You know, cooler that's, ba- that's a better way to do it. Yeah. It's smarter. Everything but other than it's that. It's fun. Everything other than an initial bag of combos. Pack it up. There you get, go. Get the sandwich stuff go. ready. We're making sandwiches the whole way. Yep. Diet Pepsi and Slim Jim. First thing. Yeah, it, used, it used to be Mountain Dew, but now that's that's bad for me. So <sighs> I know, but it's still yummy. I can't have the sugar anymore. Mm. All right. Well, I asked that question because today we're talking about the first ever Christmas road trip. See what I did there? <laughs> Look that at that. Awful. Nice segue. That was ter- terrible. I'm sorry <laughs> for everyone. So we're going to talk quickly about the Magi on their trip to visit Jesus. Okay. Because the story we, we all say at Christmas, we know the story there and all of the, like the, what are they, do they call those things with the little people, the, the nativity, like, the nativity okay. scenes. Mm-hmm. You always have the wise men there, the magi. Spoiler alert. They probably weren't there. Right. They probably right. actually were not there. We'll get to that part of the story. So. These really wise men, these magi, these weird class of special prophets, priests, guys from somewhere in Persia, somehow get this prophecy about a star showing up in the sky, and that means there's a special new king. That's weird. We think they get it from Daniel, because Daniel lived there in Persia. We find out that Daniel was actually the leader of these magi, if you go read the book of Daniel, which is a weird book. It really is. It's one of those books. If you're like, if you're one of those people that's into like the weird, freaky, deaky stuff in the world, go read Daniel because it's the prof. Yeah, the prophetic books are weird in general, All but of them that's are weird. yeah. All of them are. Sometimes I wonder, like, if they had prophecies that they like didn't make sense to them, or like visions that like didn't make sense. They're, I'm just writing it down, but I have no idea what this means. Like that was some weird stuff. We were just talking about that. Um, You know, they talk about a bird-like creature and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, maybe it was a plane because they didn't know what a plane was back then. You know what I mean? So I think about stuff like that. The spaceship in Ezekiel. Sorry, you're getting me off on some weird tangents here, Stacey. We're going to get in some bad places. I'm not good for your ADD, am I? (laughs) No, this is perfect. That's what the point of podcast is for people with ADD. Um, But yeah, I, I... 
I sometimes wonder about that stuff, but the profits and how weird that have to be to see something like that, that you can't comprehend. But then you're like, God's like, okay, write this down to tell people. And you're like, but what was that? How do I explain this? How do I explain what? Yeah. (laughs) Some bird-like silver thing. I don't know. It was glowing and on fire, but not burning. (laughs) Anyways. So they get this prophecy from Daniel that this is going to happen. And somehow this prophecy was, it stuck with them enough over hundreds of years to make this long, probably pretty dangerous journey because they didn't have to hop in the minivan, get the combos and (laughs) Slim Jims and let's go, right? They're on on camel with lots of coolers. (laughs) They packed up lots of coolers Mm -hmm. and traveling far. So like they had to have some kind of really strong belief about what this prophecy meant, right? Absolutely. You wouldn't take a trip like that if you didn't really believe you were getting where you wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder if there's other prophecies that did they get some prophecy about some Chinese things. So they also went over to ancient China at some point. Were they traveling all over the world? Or was this like their one, we're waiting because as soon as we see this star, we finally get a vacation. 700 years later, (laughs) one of us finally gets a trip. Well, and how bright does the star have to be to be like... How did they know this was the one? Right. So many questions. So many questions, right? And how did they even track all the stars back then? I know they'd have the light pollution that we have now, and they apparently had more free time because they weren't all just wasting down their days on TikTok. But still, to be able to chart the stars the way they did. They're smarter than me. That's for sure. There's no (laughs) doubt. No, I'm not you. I'm talking about myself. (laughs) No, you're good. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so they get... This prophecy from Daniel, I'm guessing Daniel probably gave them other teachings along with it that maybe didn't make it into the book of Daniel. And that's why they had like this, we have to go and visit this this thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People at home, fun to think about. Maybe not. Maybe I'm weird. Prophecy, King of the Jews, big enough. They make this big road trip. They go visit Herod. He's a bad king, at least from what the biblical account. He's a pretty bad king. He's like, oh, tell me what this baby is. So they go find the baby, Jesus, and they bring gifts. I'm not a gift person. And neither not, am it's I. Not on my, not yeah. on my uh, spiritual gift list. But I love this, or my uh, love language list. I love this part of the, the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Not because they bring gifts to Jesus, but because of what the gifts mean. Right. Right? Because you're like gold, frankincense, and wait, there's myrrh. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad too, Stacey. I'm, I'm, I, need, I need more coffee. <laughs> that was bad. I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> Well, two of Which us says liked. a lot. Well, two of us liked it. Uh, but those gifts represent Jesus being a king, Jesus being his humanity and his divinity. He's fully human. He's fully God. I try and chew on that one. That's, we're not even going to go there, mm-hmm. but that's who Jesus is because he's awesome. And then they get this vision to go home a different way because Herod's now going to come try and kill all the babies, which he does. Right. Which this is what I want to talk about. This part of the story, because this is all recorded in the book of Matthew. There's four gospels that all talk about the life of Jesus. Matthews are the only one that covers this part with the Magi. And Matthew, when he was writing, he was writing to a predominantly Jewish audience. The purpose of his gospel was to try and help Jewish people understand Jesus is the Messiah. So I think this part really is Matthew trying to help everyone understand that Jesus is like the new Moses. They were waiting for a new David, right? Because they're going to set up this new kingdom and make us a big, strong kingdom and military again. But Matthew's like, no, actually, he's a new Moses. Because what happens in the story of Moses? The Pharaoh tries to kill all the babies two and under. Mm -hmm. What does Herod do? Tries to kill all the babies two and under. Right. 
Jesus has to flee to Egypt. Did we have a ruler bring the people and save the people out of, come out of Egypt? Like it's, we're like reliving the Moses story, Mm -hmm. which I think is pretty, pretty cool. It is. It's interesting to see how the Old Testament and the New Testament fit together and they, and everything in the Old Testament leads back to Jesus in one way or another. Yes. Like now when I read about Moses, you know, in the Old Testament, I'm like, oh, this is all just, this is all about Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a showing a prequel, if you will, to like, this is the same thing's going to happen to the actual Messiah. Moses, you're saving God's people from slavery. Jesus is going to come save us all from a different type of slavery, from being right. slaves to our sin. Now we can be slaves to Jesus. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Very cool. That's why you see, you need some Bible nerds in your life, people, because <laughs> they can help, you know, not that I'm helping this stuff. I read this stuff from the other Bible nerds and then they give me a microphone. So here we go. <laughs> all right. Well, Sunday... <laughs> We also talked about love. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about love at Christmas time? Right. Right. We love all of the stuff. Even if we don't love the stuff, we have to go be with the people we're supposed to love. <laughs> I mean, we do love. <laughs> Pause. Um, so let's, let's do a couple of the talk it over questions here real quick. So um, we talked about the idea of trying to, of how hard it is to accept God's love. Like for me, it's a lot easier to, you know, action verb love God but it's a lot harder to open myself up and accept his love. So question, how, how do we do that? How do we accept God's love in our life? That's a great question because I think about um, as imperfect people, we can never love the way God loves. So it's yeah. really hard to even wrap our brain ar- around how to do that. Yeah. Um. You know, God loves people that we can't stand. Right. But he still loves them. So how do you? Right. Uh, like I, the whole love your enemy thing, right? Like, but yeah. that's my enemy. And God's like, yeah, but I love him. Right. I'm like, oh, I guess I have to love him too then because yeah. you love him. The person who did the worst thing to you ever, God still loves them. Might not like what they did, but Correct. he still loves them. And so, right. yeah, love is a, I, and and I think Knowing that we are imperfect and all of the evil things that we've done, because we've all done nasty, hateful things in our lives, right? So I I know for myself, sometimes I think, how could how could God possibly love me Mm -hmm. after I've done this? Mm -hmm. And then go read any story in your Bible, (laughs) and literally pretty much every story is full of people messing up. Like look at the story of Moses; Mm -hmm. he killed a dude. Yeah. He murders a guy. Yeah. And has I, to flee Egypt because he murders. And then he doesn't listen to God. And God's like, do this. He's no, I'm going to bang this rock instead. And that's a weird story. But he disobeys a direct order from God. Like he's. And God not still perfect. used him in a huge way. I yeah. think David always comes to mind. Yeah. He. He has an affair, then kills the husband of yeah. the woman that he had the, the affair with. And God still calls him a man after his own heart. It's yep. hard yep. to wrap your brain around. And so I think accepting. God's love is like you just have to realize that he's not us. Yeah. And w- once you can grasp that that grace concept of he he's beyond anything that we can do yeah. and he loves us no matter what. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You that, can get a hold of it. How Whew. that grace plays into that I think is mm. I think that's a great point. That's yeah. huge because we need that so much because Yeah. Because we are fallible. <laughs> yeah. We we do fail daily. I think it's a huge part of how God loves us is just by 
giving us grace. Yeah. Be like, no, like, yeah, here's grace. I love you. Okay. Yep. I got you. God loves us so much that he was willing to come down to earth and be a 13-year-old boy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know like the Christmas story would be, so you're going to go back in time, right? Like, okay, it'd be great to go to the Christmas story and see that whole nativity scene and what that was like. I uh, would not want to go to like the crucifixion scene because mm-hmm. that would be so painful and emotional. But at the same time, it's the most meaningful moment in history when that happens. Being, you know, at the open, the empty tomb would be like phenomenal. Right. But there's a really, really strange part of me that's like, I want to go see what Jesus was like when he was 12. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Was he going through all these hormones and stuff? He's fully human. So he had to be going through all these hormones. And did he have crushes? And like, what was that like for like 12 year old Jesus? Well, and the only story that they record is him taking off and doing his own thing, which... <laughs> <laughs> so middle school, right? <laughs> so middle uh, school. I was at the temple arguing with people. What do like, you where do you like, think why, I'd why, be? Why, why, <laughs> of, of course I forgot to get in the caravan home. <laughs> what do yep. you think? Uh, yeah, it's so it's true. It's such a 12-year-old, 12-year-old thing to do. It is. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you, Stacy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This was fun. This was great. Yeah. We'll have to have you on again. Okay. All right, perfect. <laughs> Everybody home. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.